Hey guys, welcome into College Sportscast. We are going live today with you on Twitter. Um, we are also on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Uh, right now, I have the two Johns on with me, John Hammonds and John Roberts. Hey guys. What's up? Hey, what's so, up? It's, it was championship week this week and for, in football, and we've got a lot of things to kind of discuss and talk about. The college football playoffs come out today, New Year's Six. Most of the bowl games will come out either now or a little bit later today. So we're going to kind of dive into this. We're going to start with our uh, um, kind of a wrap-up of the weekend. It started on Friday night um, with a big upset on Friday night. <clears throat> where Utah upset USC in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, John Roberts, what did you think about that game? Well, um, it looked like that uh, Caleb Williams, somewhere early on in the first half, uh, got hurt. And from then on, the offense for USC just was not great at all. Uh, They just – it could not function without Caleb Williams being uh, at a hundred percent. And so it just, it looked like he was trying to power through it, but you could tell that there was some, that, that, that he was having uh, a lot of difficulty trying to, to play and Utah did what Utah does and they were able to shut down USC and score a bunch of points because USC's defense is, not that good, kind of like right. any other Lincoln Riley defense. Uh, most of them seem like that he had over at uh, at at Oklahoma were bad, and this one is also not great. Well, so. to be fair, it's his first year, and they um, they recruited. He brought in a lot on the offensive side of the ball this time, but really didn't do much on the defensive side of the ball. So right, yeah, yeah. But Utah, I mean, that's the second time this year that Utah's beat them. They beat them, you know, in in Utah in the regular season by one, and then, you know, beat them pretty good, um, in on Friday night. So, right, Hammonds, what do you think about this game? Uh, I'm I'm like John Roberts. You know, it was difficult for Caleb Williams. You know, especially he was basically running on one foot, one leg, and yeah. Utah just came to the party and just smacked them in the mouth, you know. Cam Risen's a really good quarterback. Um, if you remember in the game, he got popped and his helmet come off and dude just smiled after he got up. Like, yeah, I, I really like Cam, Cameron Rising. I, I, he's, I a said tough, that, he's a tough quarterback. I yeah. said that at the beginning of the year, and I wished I would have stuck to my guns because I picked Utah to beat USC – in the Pac-12 at the beginning of the year. Well, I picked then, Utah to win the huh? Pac-12. If you remember our preseason rankings, yeah, I picked Utah to win the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I picked Utah to beat USC, and then I let the season kind of dictate me. And, yeah. you know, USC was in the spot and thinking, okay, they're going to finish this off and get to the college football playoffs – and I got fooled, and, and Cameron Rising stepped up and done what he does, and the Utes pretty much pounded them. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, on Friday night, you know, it was what forty-seven twenty-four. I think it was was, uh, forty-seven twenty-four, something like that. Yeah, forty-seven twenty-four. Something, and then also, also on Friday night, another game that we picked: UTSA won on Friday night, and they won pretty big against Northern Texas, forty-eight to twenty-seven. We won't get into a whole lot of that, but it's a game we did pick, and I think we all picked UTSA, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, I yeah. picked UTSA. <clears throat> yeah. All right, and then we're going to move on to the opening game on, on Saturday, um, and that was K-State and TCU. And, uh, you know, that, that was a fun game to watch, especially the last quarter and the overtime. Um, it was a fun game to – to just sit and watch. I mean, really. Um, TCU's quarterback, I, I don't, is it Dugan or Duggan? Duggan. Duggan. Duggan? Mac, Max Duggan. Duggan? Max okay. Duggan, yeah. Well, I didn't want to butcher his name, but I, it's, it could be either pronunciation. I wasn't sure. But, you man, know, I tell you what, I fell in love with that guy. That guy's got heart, man. They was down, what, two touchdowns? And yeah, he just they, took off running. He took our front the last two drives and just dude's got will them to overtime. Yes, he's got will and 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 more than wills, he's got will. I mean, he was he he put them on their back and just said, "Here, I'm going to get us as far as I can take us." And you know, on the second down play, there at the end, I mean, he reached out and to be quite honest with you, man, he was inches. From the goal I still, line. I still think TCU got in that. that yeah, the down. next play on the third down, the the running back reached out, and I think he got it. I think so, too. Well, I, think from he, the angle, I think he got it. From the angle that I saw, the ball was on the, on the Kansas State's guy's side or something, but the ball was over the plane. Yeah. yeah. Now It sure looked like it, and they didn't review that it. play, I don't think. No, they never did. That, that you, they reviewed the one before it with with Duggan forever. And, they and I think they and, I, and I think they I think I think they didn't even the spot wasn't even good. No, it either. wasn't. So that's that's my point. So you're talking about the, you thought they broke the plane. I also thought the spot on the second down play where Duggan reached out, they spotted it basically at the one. And he was down at like the six-inch line, four-inch line. If that, it was like the nose of the ball should be right up against the uh, the goal right. line. Right. I mean, it should have been right ball. against the goal line, and they really wouldn't have had nowhere to go except for an inch or two, you know. Um, right. But they spotted it right at the one, and then they had two plays and got stopped, you know. But Correct. Um, I thought TCU showed – a whole lot of heart and soul in that game. And well, um, and they got rewarded for it by being put in the college football playoffs. So. They did. They did. And I and I was glad to see that they got put in. And not only did they get put in, they, they stayed in their same spot. Yeah, I mean yeah, they didn't they didn't move or anything like that. They just uh they they got they stayed where they were just because I mean they went to their I guess their championship game where they they had where they received their first loss 
and Ohio State, who already had a loss, did not make their championship game. So it makes sense that Ohio State, you know, <clears> was right forward. there. You didn't yeah. drop. You didn't drop TCU below Ohio State. You just kept them where they were, and all you really did is you just brought Ohio State into the the top four as opposed to leapfrogging them or anything like that. So that made sense. Everything stayed the same. Right. Anything else y'all want to add to that game before we move on? All right. So the next game I want to talk about is the Troy and Coastal Carolina game. Again, we're not going to really dig into it, but we did pick this game. I know I picked Troy. Did everybody pick Troy? There, I want to say that Jason picked Coastal, I think. Mason may have also picked Coastal. Well, and Coastal just lost their coach to Liberty, so. They did. Right, which we were, which we had discussed earlier in the coaching carousel stuff. We had talked about that there was a possibility that the, that uh, he could go to Coastal or that he, Coastal could go to Liberty and take the, uh, take Hugh Freeze's spot. Right. And he did. Um, So, you know, Coastal's now looking for a coach. And I hear that they're looking at the NC State offensive coordinator. Which makes sense. Coastal. Yeah. So, but just to throw a little bit more to this, Troy and John Summerall had one heck of a year. They are 11 and two, won their champion, their conference championship, and are now ranked 23rd in the country in the AP poll to end the year. So they actually are tied for the best record of the non power five uh, schools with UTSA and Tulane. So, um, I mean, it's that's one heck of a year for uh, for Troy. So I just kind of want to throw that in there. And then we're going to get to the Georgia-LSU game and and see what y'all say about that. So just like just like in the, the USC and and Utah game, quarterback for for LSU, Jaden Daniels was hurt. Um, he came into the game hurt. They they spatted up both ankles, both shoes, I think, to hide which one was the hurt one. But, I mean, within the first uh, drive or the second drive, I think when he got tackled for the first time, he came up limping, and he was limping pretty much the rest of the time that he was on the field until they finally uh, mercifully pulled him and put in uh, Nussmeyer. And while Nussmeyer is out there slinging it around, they were so far behind because of a few, you know, bounces that you know most of the time you don't ne- you don't really see the good teams get the the the, the lucky bounces. Right. But, you know, Georgia got two or three plays that just kind of propelled them into where it didn't matter what LSU did, they were never going to catch them. And right. And it that was, was the, the that was the, the the one off the helmet, and then what was the other one? The other one was uh, oh the the blocked field goal where nobody yeah went where LSU was just standing around yeah, right yeah and, and then they just around. scooped so, it up yeah so they scooped it up and ran it back it was like it was a kick six um, right so those two plays right there absolutely shot them up because at the time at the time. LSU was hanging with them shot for shot, sort of. Right. And they they didn't – I think they went for it late 
didn't get it, or they went that that's when they went for the uh that's when they went for the field goal, the uh the block field goal and ran it back the very next drive that LSU has. I think they ended up um throwing a pick or something like that, put Georgia on the 20, Georgia scores real quick. And then there was the uh, the whole right off. Yeah, that was the one that was right off the helmet. Well, before you know it, it was 42 to 17. Right. And it yeah. was just, yeah, yeah they, they didn't over. have a shot at that point. Right. And so even with Nussmeyer going around and, and slinging it, and he did, yeah. he looked pretty good just coming in here, you know, just throwing it around. You thought that, you know, maybe they had a shot at comeback. But honestly, it was just, it was too little too late with the, with what LSU was doing at the end of the game, so I don't Georgia think was, I don't think Kirby was, Smart. I've seen Kirby Smart this morning um, on the um, college football playoff show. They done a little interview. I don't think he was too happy about giving up thirty points. Oh no, 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 he was not. He was not happy. He wasn't with too the, happy about with, it. with the late with the late the yeah. late comeback. But right. I mean, again. Yeah, I mean he's gonna he's gonna tighten that up. He's gonna make sure that that doesn't happen. At, you know, in the in the yeah, in the he's playoff. talking about was, we're gonna have to tighten that up during the college football playoff if we want to win a championship this morning. Right, because again, better teams that you're gonna face better teams than than a, a four loss LSU. Right. So. All right, Hammonds, what do you got on this game? What do you want to add about the Georgia LSU game? He pretty much said everything I was gonna say. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just. All right, so where do you think – do you think it's right that LSU fell out of the New Year's Six? Yes. And that's 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 pretty easy. It's uh, like – I can't remember. Was it a few – it was uh, what, about five or six years ago or something like that. Florida came in with three losses. Yeah. I think into the, uh, into the SEC championship game, Bama beat them. And I don't think they were a New Year's Six. Now, I don't know what the – I can't remember what the, you know, what the situation was surrounding it. But, you know, they're out of the New Year's Six. At that point, you can put all the teams that were – that didn't make the championship game that were really good. Like a, hey, Penn State got promoted being, you know, that they're the third best team in their their division, but the other two teams made the playoffs. So they got promoted and made it to the uh, made it to the Rose Bowl. So it's the same thing with the others, you know, Alabama and Tennessee. Those were two teams that just missed the the you know, being in the playoffs and they got into the uh into the New Year's six, which makes sense. And that right. you know, I agree with that. Right. Which I, I agree with all the all said, I just think, you know, Ohio State is probably more deserving, you know, having that one loss instead of Alabama. Um, granted. Yeah. I was just asking about LSU falling out of oh, the I, know, I was just saying, I was talking about, I was just talking about in general, you know. Yeah. I think Ohio State probably is the most deserving of the one loss teams in that. So, I mean. Yeah. We'll get to that, but yeah, we will. So our next game we're going to talk about is Tulane and UCF. Um it's a game we did cover as far as our picks. I did pick Tulane. How'd y'all do in that game? Willie, Willie Fritz for coach of the year. He's a co- <laughs> he's a he's a really good coach. 
He is. They they've had they're eleven eleven and two won their AAC. The AAC is probably the sixth best conference in college football, I would say, in my opinion. Um, and to win that conference over the likes of UCF and Cincinnati, um, for Tulane to come up the Green Wave and do that, that's a that's a heck of a season for them. Right, and the fact that they did it to you know against you know multiple teams that are. <clears throat> bolting from the AAC to the Big 12. Right. They're going to become Power 5 teams. Yeah. And Tulane having their program decimated when the hurricane came through and knocked them out and they had to, you know, relocate for, you know, a better part of a year. Right. So, you know, that Absolutely. Is- I mean, it's an amazing job, I think, for the Green Wave and Tulane to, to come in and win that conference, especially that conference, the AAC um, in college football – and to do what they did, and they are um, just to before we get to it, but they are in the New Year's Six Bowls, um, and and we'll get to that in a little bit. But that's an amazing season for them. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick, and it's a game we did pick. Um, and then we're going to move to the Michigan Purdue game. Um, Hammond, you want to start on that one? I mean, what do you think about Michigan and Purdue? It started out pretty good for Purdue, but I think as the game went forward, Michigan just dominated their will. Um, you know, Purdue hung in there. You know, Aiden O'Connell, Aiden O'Connell just lost his brother. Um, he died in the, just recently, and you know that could probably play a major toll on him playing. Um, you know, so Purdue's had a had a had a rough time yesterday, plus him losing his brothers. So, you know, and they're still going to a good bowl, um, regardless. So, at the end of the day, you know, Purdue has a lot to be proud of because remember early in the year I said Purdue was a sleeper team to get to the Big Twelve. Big and 10. I thought so too. And then they started out really slow. Yeah, they was it early in the year they lost a couple of games in the last minute. They did. It seemed like, it seemed like that you know. Nothing was going right, and then lately, late in the year, they started putting it together. They did, and they finished eight and four. Was in the Big Ten championship. Of course, they lost, so now they're sitting at eight and five. But um, they started out like two and two, or maybe two and three, something like well, that. Well, if you remember, we, me and you, watched the Penn State game, the first game we of did. the year. We did. And we was kind of bum fuzzled about you know, where Purdue goes after this. And then the next week or week after they played Syracuse and lost in the last minute. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. you know, this yeah. team. I know they started out one and two. I know. <clears throat> did. Yeah. All right. Roberts, what do you say about the Michigan and the Purdue game? I mean, you know, again, you knew Purdue was at least going to put up some form of fight at the beginning. And then. And it was at uh, halftime. Right, and then you could tell that Michigan was wearing them down, wearing them down, wearing them down, and that's what ultimately won the game for Michigan, uh, that they're just ultimately they're the better team, and that's what won, and that's the way it should have been. So, And they uh, they were doing everything that they were supposed to be doing by the end of the game and, and took over and, and you know won the game, much like the next one that we're about to talk about. So, Right, yeah, and in the, the same final- way. Yeah, and the final game uh, was the A the ACC game, championship game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was Clemson and North Carolina. And to be honest with you, North Carolina never really. Never I don't really even know why Cade Klubnik has not been the quarterback all season long. Well, I mean, the, the one thing to talk about with this Clemson team was that they took out DJ and put in Klubnik. And Klubnik rallied the team and basically looked like the five-star stud that he is. Um, and now I heard this morning that Dabo has announced that Klubnik's going to be the starter for the bowl. So when does he announce that DJ is transferring? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, that's probably what's next. You're probably right. Just wondering. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm feeling the same way, man. Just so you know, Roberts. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, but Dabo stuck with DJ all season long. He started out better than he did last year, um, but the last month, six weeks of the season, DJ's kind of been back to the same that he was last year and kind of struggling in games. So. Um, it's really, you know, Mason, Mason, who's not on with us tonight, but Mason's been screaming for him to put Klubnik in for like a month. Biggest Correct. thing with um, Dabo is his, he's stubborn about certain things. Yeah. He's very loyal to a fault. And he was loyal to DJ all season long. And I feel like, you know, if Cade had been in there, you know, in a couple of those games, say Notre Dame, a couple of games that they struggled in, I think right. there was a possibility that Clemson could be playing for a title shot. Well, I mean, they were up two touchdowns against South Carolina, and that's one of the games, you know, and that's late. And you get one drive from Klubnik late in the game, and, you know, that game's over with. So, you know, um, I think if Ann's and Candy Butts would all have a Merry Christmas. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. you know, he's, he's stuck with him. And, you know, I mean, they are in a New Year's Six Bowl, and we'll talk to talk about that in a few minutes. But um, they still had a 11 and 2 season and won the ACC championship for like the sixth out of eight years or something like that. I don't know. It might yeah. even be more than that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen. Um, and yeah, if I'm wrong, if y'all are watching, you can chat and tell me I'm wrong if I got the numbers right or wrong. I mean, but uh, so this morning, um, that was basically the rundown of the championship games. I we picked eight games the other day in the championship. I have to say, I'm gonna toot my horn at the end because I didn't do that great this year, but I did go six and two in the championship week games, just so y'all know. That was for you, Havens and Roberts. <laughs> I decided that I was going to go chalk the whole way and well, ended, up, ended up being really bad. He was even struggling during the season, and I was blowing you out of the water. So Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what True. I said. I, you made, you the, first, for it. the first three or four weeks, I was struggling a little bit with my picks, but I finished strong, six and two. <laughs> yeah, you kept trying to pick Oklahoma. I did, and then I went against Oklahoma, and then they went on a three-game winning streak, and they were killing me. Oklahoma mm-hmm. is the whole reason my picks were all screwed up. <laughs> Oklahoma made you question yourself. 
I was like, good grief. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So this morning, college football playoff top six teams first was, was uh, released. And they start with number one. Of course, number one is no surprise. It was Georgia. I, I agree that Georgia should be number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was no surprise. Number two was no surprise. It was Michigan. I also can can agree with this one as well. <laughs> that was no surprise as well. So the top two teams, you know, there's basically – I don't think anybody that's a fan or media guy or anybody can really argue the top two teams. Then we get to number three. Number three was – Still TCU. So basically what you're saying is, regardless of what happened yesterday, TCU was always going to be number three. Unless they got blown out. That would yeah, probably I be think the them only coming thing back, you know, if, where they possibly got, got kicked out hosed. or at least dropped to the fourth spot. Yeah. They, they possibly got hosed well, in that game yesterday. Here's the thing. You know, the fourth team was – Ohio State, and we, I was getting, I was getting ready to get on that topic. Yeah, you basically have to put Ohio State in because you don't have you, to. Well, you don't have to, but do you? I almost think you do. Do you want to put a USC team in there? It's got well, two losses. Like, well, I mean, really. Here's the thing: you're going to the the idea was to put in the four best teams. So that's that's what it what it comes down to. So if you believe that Ohio State is one of the four best teams, then you put them in, all right? But there's obviously a, a, a large portion or maybe just a loud portion of the country that felt like that there was a one or two other teams that had a shot into roll it. Roll tide, roll. <laughs> right, and they were also being, you know, just as you know, noisy about well, TCU being it, in there. My and, my thing is this, guys: the South Carolina game against against Tennessee that that sealed their fate. If they beat South Carolina, Tennessee gets that spot over Ohio State. I'm almost confident in that. Yes, I would. I would agree. I would agree that 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 the, one uh, game changed the course of Ohio State and Tennessee. Um, cause Tennessee would have got that spot. I think so. I, that's and, what I think. Yes. And so, yes, the, uh, uh, and, and, and really effectively South Carolina in the course of seven days knocked two teams out. They, they did for They're sure. Knocking out, knocking, they also knocked out Clemson the next Saturday. And then knock, knocking Clemson. Because yep. Clemson being a a a division a a conference champion, but still still had two losses, but being a conference champion, you know, was uh, was left out of the playoff as well. So, whereas yeah, you still absolutely, have, where you have Ohio State, which didn't win their division, and they're in, you know, in the playoff, and of course. This is the same argument when you had Alabama that didn't win the division, made it into the playoff, you know, a couple of years ago. So, it, um, uh, so it, 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 this is that same argument, and everybody will will reverse it, you know, if they wanted to argue for Clemson or whatever. 
or really just arguing for anybody. I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to sit there and, and talk about how, you know, well, Ohio state should, should definitely be in it, but then you're, you know, but they were also the same ones that were saying that Alabama should have been in it when Alabama didn't win their division a few years ago and still made the playoff. So. Well, everybody's argument for Alabama is, is that they lost two games by four points. Basically, right. every, and, that's and basically everybody's argument. But here's the my, here's my argument. Too. Here's my argument against that, though. They also won two games at the last minute by by about four points as well. Correct, and and like and 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 to your point, what you were talking about with what their argument is, Saban was out there on every championship game, you know, during halftime or whatever, making the the argument for Alabama, and his case was he he had he had, he had three things that he was talking about. One was that their their losses were not bad losses because they lost on the road with uh, an unhealthy team is what he's going to to what what his argument's going to be i don't care what everybody else is going to say about well everybody has injuries and da, da 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 i'm just saying what his argument is so that he they're saying that or, or what he was saying was that they lost uh the the two games on the road last play of the game with a quarterback that was less than 100% and then, um, whereas every other team that was in contention, say Ohio State, lost the game at home and got blown out. Right. Uh, the uh, the the whole TCU one, he doesn't really have much of an argument no. outside of the fact that TCU's opponents. Uh, opponent record is right around 500, whereas Alabama is right around 60 or you know six or 700, you know six or 630. They're also five and one against ranked teams, and Alabama's right. three and two. Correct. And again, those two being on the road uh, by less than one score, and <clears throat> again, you can say whatever you want with that. That's what it is. Um, right. And then he, he he talks about the uh, he talks about the quality, the strength of schedule, because of just the fact again that they they played a very tough conference and whatnot. And then with he the last whole time with the last <laughs> the last thing that he did, which I think this is the most hilarious thing, especially for Saban, and that was he played the hypothetical game. This is something that Saban will. Like curse media play uh, media members about right. how he does not do the hypothetical, and then he turned around and did the hypothetical right, right here, and he says, "If we were to go against any Blazer. one of these teams, if we were yeah. to 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 match up against any one of the teams that were in in question for the last couple spots, yeah, would we be the under? You know, you know what he was saying is, would we be the underdog?" Right. Or would we be the, or, or would we be the favorite? Right. <laughs> and you're sitting there going like, oh, like, yes, ninety 
but eight, 99% of the time, Vegas, when they're setting the lines and setting the favorites, will say that the the stronger team or the favorite team is the favorite. Well, you could yeah. also probably make but, that same argument against Ohio State and TCU. If they played could, each other, Ohio State would probably be favored. Right, but at the same time, this is just the argument for Alabama to get in yeah. over <clears> – <throat> anybody you know and and honestly i think outside of georgia alabama would be the favorite in vegas um but anyway so he plays the hypothetical which i thought that was funny and uh now we get we get let's talk about let's talk about the two games Georgia versus Ohio State is a really, really solid game for the championship semifinals. I mean, what do you think, Hammonds? I think that's an exciting matchup. I mean, it's going to be fun. You know, Georgia's defense against C.J. Stroud. It's – Marvin Harrison Jr. and receivers going up against receivers. those receivers. Yeah, at secondary, that's going to be fun to watch. It is. That's going to be a fun game, I think. But and then you got that's going to be. And then you got TCU and Michigan. You got a running game against a really good pass pass team in TCU. So on both sides of the aisle, you got really good matchups in these top fours. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the matchups on both of them. What do you think, Roberts? I, I think that that the that the one four game could turn ugly at some point in the game. It could look like it could look like any of these last couple games that Georgia has played, and the reason why is I think that they'll turn Ohio State to be one dimensional to make C.J. Stroud do it. And while he's got great receivers and everything like that, I think the pass rush for Georgia will fluster C.J. Stroud. And he several mistakes. Um, I mean, it's possible. So I, I think I think that you may see some picks, uh, you know, against uh, C.J. Uh, versus versus that Georgia defense, and unless. Ohio Doesn't State's it. defense can get in and do anything, which I haven't seen anybody truly outside of maybe Missouri truly flustered Georgia. And I tend to disagree. Kentucky did. Yeah, but they just leaned on them. Kentucky's played Georgia pretty well the last two years, both years. They really, they really did both times. But, but didn't that's we, beside the point. But didn't we say three or four years ago when Ohio State played Alabama, everybody was picking Alabama, and Ezekiel Elliott and Ohio State dominated Alabama? Yeah, I mean, it happened once, I mean, it, yes. It happened. It's happened. Yes. it's happened, yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean it always will. So I'm kind of interested to see what the Michigan and and TCU matchups going to that one will be a little bit more interesting because you can't just sit there and say, well, Michigan's the better team or whatever, and they're going to win because a TCU will to overcome anything is 
the the X factor right there. You know, Max I mean, Duggan. they've come back and, Max, and won a few games. Tell you, right. man, I said it. So, what was it the other night? They've had their foot pressed to the fire all season long, and right, and, and come a hurry right. and pulling it out yesterday. Right. So yeah. the the fact that that one, you know, if they get if they get behind in that game. I mean, they're not going to be flustered like any other team that's probably in the game already because most every other team hasn't experienced it, you know, late in ball games like TCU has. Whereas, you know, Ohio State, you know, they may experience being behind early in the game, but they'll overcome it by the time halftime or just early into the third quarter. Um, Georgia rarely is behind in a game at all and you know i don't know about you know michigan being you know behind the entire like there's been some games where they were behind you know um, michigan's had some tight games through three quarters they've had some tight games but i mean ultimately they 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 end up winning those tight games they they usually push it out in the fourth quarter yeah, they end up winning by double digits late in the right. game, whereas TCU is fighting to the last second. To, yeah, they are. You know, run a run a field goal unit on in a fire drill situation <laughs> to kick a field goal. Yeah, they you are. Know, I mean, there's, they have. There's, there's, there's so much they've done this entire season where they have just, you know, pulled the rabbit out of the hat every time. The question is, is do they have another rabbit in the hat to be able to pull it out? Or, right. you know, was that the last one? Who knows? Right. All right, so let's move on to New Year's Six Bowls. I'll start with the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is Penn State um, versus Utah. What do y'all think about that game? Aren't these the same teams playing each other? <laughs> I mean, just one team wears red and white, and one team wears blue and white, right? Yeah, it's, and, it's it, like and it actually should be a pretty good game, I would think. Right, I think this would be a very good game. Yeah, you know, I think got, it'd be a good game two, to watch. Two underdog type quarterbacks that are, you know, been fairly resilient, you know, throughout right. their career, and you know, teams that just, you know, that bring the lunch pail to work, you know. I mean, that's yeah, the, it should be a it should be a fun game to watch. The well, Rose you got Bowl. two, you got two hard nosed defenses too, and it's there, there's going to be a lot of hitting in this game. Yeah, see, I think these are like the two idiots that are dumb that that are too dumb enough, to, uh, too dumb to stop fighting, and they'll just keep going, and they'll just keep hitting each other and keep hitting each other until one of them finally knocks the other one out. That's the only way it's going to happen. One has to absolutely be knocked out. And then, and then we're going to go to the Sugar Bowl. Um, the Sugar Bowl is Alabama versus K-State, Kansas State. So what do y'all think about that matchup? Depends on how many Alabama guys sit out. Yeah, John, you go first on this one because I've got some stuff. Well, I mean, you know, there's – when you play these bowl games, there's going to be a lot of guys sit because That's they're going to sit – for their future in the NFL, you know, there's a lot of um, talk that, you know, there's a lot of major quarterbacks, major receivers probably going to sit out. You probably won't get the one sitting out for the playoffs. 
but you're probably gonna get these minor bowls, these yeah other bowls. They're going they're gonna sit out, and it's gonna make a difference what happens in the game. Well, it so will. here's what, here here's here's the deal. Uh, does Saban find a way to motivate everybody to want to play this game so that they can finish out on a good note and? Use I think Saban will want to, to use that to use that for recruiting purposes, you know, for future. Or does he allow, you know, the Bryce Youngs and all of them to sit out and it turns into a 2008 Utah State or Utah game or a 2000 and whatever another Utah game where they played them again and still got got <clears throat> got beat because that that team was disinterested. So that's the, the the question is is does does Saban go and and motivate the team because the whole point will be to to drive for recruiting for, for this, which I this. think that's, that's in it. my that's opinion only, Saban will yeah. push his team and he'll want to win the Sugar Bowl. That's he'll my want opinion. to, but what he has to figure out is does the rest of the t- what he needs to be able to do is get the rest of the team on board to feel the same way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and plus tomorrow is the opening day of the transfer portal. And I can already tell you from who I've talked to, it's going to be a mess uh, tomorrow. A wild it's day be tomorrow. Crazy. It's, it's going to be, be a so wild crazy. day tomorrow. Awesome. You're right. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then then we're going to go to the cotton. Or... Wait Orange a second. Or cotton. Orange or cotton. Orange. I'm, a, I'm. That's the game I was thinking about. I was making sure which one. Tennessee and Clemson. Yeah, Tennessee and Clemson. Are which in is the a orange lot of bowl. orange. Which is a lot of orange. Which is a lot of orange for the Orange Bowl. You're right. Correct. <laughs> orange. I think. Right. I think Clemson wins this game. Um, I just don't think Tennessee can can match Clemson, um, especially you know not having Hendon Hooker. And club um, that's going to be started. Apparently. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. You know, these two teams have not played since 2004. That's crazy. Pretty wild, isn't it? They've not played since 2004, Clemson, Tennessee. And Clemson wasn't that great in 2004, and Tennessee was right. actually pretty good. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So. And then um, you got the Fiesta, and that's USC versus Tulane. Tulane gets in as the at-large. So who plays in the Cotton Bowl? That's the Cotton Bowl right there. Is it the Cotton? Cotton is USC and Tulane. Okay, I'm sorry. Fiesta Fiesta is is the TCU game. That's the the Fiesta Bowl. All right, I had them mixed up. There's many bowls nowadays. Yeah. So, okay. As far as this this Tulane and USC again, it's a lot like the. Uh, I, I I almost am going to equate this one to the the Auburn USC uh, Peach Bowl, that you may have a team that is well motivated in Tulane, that wants to go out and end on on that good note, and you've got USC who is now very much disinterested because they just got knocked out of the bowl game. Uh, or, or got knocked out of the the playoff. Their quarterback is hurt. Uh, don't know how healthy he would be by the time this game, you know, would kick the, off. The, yeah, yeah. By the time this this game kicked off, so I, I honestly believe that Tulane could come out 
and put up a major fight with USC. They've been putting up some points. And, and you know that I mean, USC's defense is, isn't that good. And if Tulane gets up there and starts, you know, and, and you know, makes it, you know, uh, you know, you know, makes it a, a shootout that, I mean, there's that possibility they, that they could, they could pull it off. So. Well, that's your New Year's Six Bowls. Um, <clears throat> so if there's anybody on that wants to, you know, give us a, a, a comment or chat with us about any who got snubbed or who you thought should be in there, I'm going to throw a team out, two teams actually, that I thought kind of had a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, one of them is Washington, and the other one is, was LSU. I thought both of those had a chance maybe at a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, of course, LSU. LSU is ending to the year kind of. Right. The last two weeks kind of kind of knocked yeah, them out, really. Just like just like Tennessee in the playoff picture with, with South Carolina, LSU <laughs> on a New Year's Six with A&M really, really. Yeah, the A&M game is the one that killed them, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because they, they really didn't need to be a three loss team going into the SEC championship game, uh, where you were almost certain that they weren't going to win. Right. Um, right. They needed to be a two loss team, you know, or, you know, the two losses that they had already, they needed to have that going into the A&M or, or going into the SEC championship game. So that when they did lose that game, and hopefully they were going to have kept that one close, then maybe at that point, you know, they get seen through the committees and all that stuff that they could be the the you know a team that that's deserving of being in a New Year's Six. But yeah, I mean, I just throwing it out here so we can have something to talk about with it. I do think Washington probably got left out. Um, you know, they're they're ranked about eleven. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Washington was one that could easily have gotten put into one of these as well. So, I believe Brad froze up. Did he now? Yeah, that that does look like it. So, uh, well. Do you agree with the with the Washington on? Yeah, I do. On his assessment, I do. I mean, you know, there's certain teams you could probably throw in there, but at the end of the day, we got who we got. So yeah, I mean, because you're looking at Washington, and then the next three or four, you know, teams behind Washington in the in the polls would be Washington, Florida State, Oregon State, Oregon. Yeah. Those right there. Yeah. Before you hit, before you hit Tulane, LSU, and uh, UCLA. So you would think that Washington would have been the next, you know, logical choice. Yeah. So. Brad, Brad's back. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Signal dropped for a second. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know. So it's all right. But <laughs> yeah. um, some of the bowls that I'm kind. I'm interested in the North South Carolina Notre Dame. Maybe a good game. The Lou Holtz Bowl. 
The Lou Holtz Bowl. <laughs> uh, you know, you got I like it. You got Mississippi State playing Illinois. Are these all confirmed now? Or are these still just projections? No, those are well, I think they're confirmed. So they're, they're starting to confirm all these bowls. The one okay. thing I was kind of confused on was Kentucky and Iowa playing again. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in that as a Kentucky fan. Um, well, when you've had we played them last year in the Citrus Bowl. Um, to go back and match up now in the Music City Bowl with this exact same team is a little disappointing. I was hoping if at least uh, – this morning I had heard that we might be matched up with Illinois in the Music City Bowl, which, you know, I, didn't thrill me, but it actually is better than matching up with Iowa again. It's like all of them playing Wisconsin all the time in the uh, in the Outback Bowl or the Capital One Bowl or yeah, you know, or the or the Music City Bowl. It was well, always Auburn versus Wisconsin. So here's my take on it. A lot of people ain't gonna like it, but if you have a crap year, you get a crappy ending. You do. I, I agree with you on that. You reap what you sow. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not complaining with about it on that end because I, I mean I get it. I understand. And I'm not saying that uh, I just, as a fan, I was hoping for a better. I really wanted to be in the Texas Bowl against Oklahoma. That's what I wanted. I wanted to play Oklahoma. That would have been that would have been a fun bowl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so. Um, we kind of run through the whole college football land. Um, they're talking about the uh, transfer opens tomorrow. It's going to be an absolute wild day. Um, actually, it's probably going to be a wild week um, this entire week. And you're pro- and you know we had yesterday Deion Sanders going to Colorado. Yeah, Deion already- goes to Colorado, and he already picked up a five star commitment this morning. Yeah, did he? He did. Yeah, this morning. Yes, I didn't see that. Yep, he had one. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a 2025 class. I'm, I don't. Here's my th- here's my only thing I'm going to say about. Listen, Dion's going to do his thing. He's a great human being. Actually, um, he's a great motivator, and he's fun to be around. Fun to you know, even fun to interview and everything else. But I don't think Dion's ever really been out in the cold too much. I don't really think Dion's going to enjoy being in the cold and having to bundle in the winter and the snow. And I, I, it's just, it doesn't really seem like a match to me for Dion. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know. He had his um, meeting last night with the teams, with his team. And he, he told them about, you know, times, you know, moving on, having a better opportunity. He even told them about the transfer portal. He said, I don't want a bunch of you, a bunch of you kids to, to not think and just jump into the portal Monday and be sitting at home on TV watching us play in the, in, in the, in the, term, in the playoffs. Right. 
you know, because you make harsh decisions in, in emotional times. And I think that meeting with Dion was great with his team because most coaches just leave and never say a word. And, you know, in this well, day Dion, day, lo- Dion loves his players. He does. And he even told them that he wanted some of them to stay back and stay there at Jackson State and build that program. He's he's put in for some coaches to stay there to make sure yeah. that they're going to – He got a five-star kid to Jackson State. Yeah, um, Hunter. And yeah. I'm not shocked Travis Hunter wouldn't go to Colorado with him. That's, right. That's me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Question oh, is, is wanna... does he does he does he does he do the transfer portal and sign, you know, right away, or does he do one of those wait till the end of the uh, wait till they get knocked out of the playoffs or win the championship and then 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 announce that he's transferring? Yeah, I think he'll probably wait. Would be my guess. Right. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking at some of these uh some of these bowl games now and there are a lot of really really interesting games. Um just Oregon, North Carolina will be an interesting game. Yep, yep. I, I, I also think that the uh that it, it's gonna be a one that's really hard to watch, possibly. But I think it would be very interesting, you know, in total, which would be LSU and Purdue. That one would be one that would be interesting. They should but, have put LSU and Notre Dame together. Right. They should have done. And then Texas and Washington <laughs> will be a fun one to watch. Uh, Florida State and Oklahoma, I think, would be a fun Arkansas, one to watch. Kansas will be fun. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Texas Tech and Ole Miss, I think that one would be a fun one to, to watch. There's always a bunch of bowl games, and, yeah. and guys, over the course of the next month, we'll get on here and, and you know preview um, the games of you know that's playing that week and talk about them. So here, here's here's one: Duke and UCF. Just expect the weird in that one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just expect that one to be weird. It's not going to go normal. It won't be normal. Not at all. And any one of these that have a coaching change will also be not normal. So was we going to was we going to bring up any college basketball today? Um, there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to switch to basketball right here in a minute. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Big win, big win for Kentucky today. Um, they took care of business in London, beat Michigan. Um, I felt like this was Kentucky's better game that they played this year. Um, I thought Case and Wallace played outstanding. I thought Jacob Toppin played really good. Wheeler had some times where he was out of control, but he made some shots towards the end of the game that mattered. Um, you know, so Kentucky improved today. Now, is that to say that next week they won't play any better or they'll play worse? I don't know. But I wouldn't say today was one of their times that they've had all year. They played better. They they compete on the defensive side of the ball. Um, offensively, there was times where they were stagnant, but, but they made things happen. And Michigan's not a bad, bad basketball team. You know, they got – No, no, they're they not. Got good, they got a good player in Jet Howard, Juwan Howard's son. Um, Hunter, yeah. 
Hunter Dickinson might be one of the better big men in the country. So, and Hunter Dickinson absolutely played outstanding. Um, the only biggest thing with he, he he pushes off a lot with that right, right arm, and that's not going to get him um, help help in the NBA because a lot of them guys are going to knock him knock him sideways. So, but I just think you know it was a great game. You know, it was fun for England, um, fun for you know that town that city um so, so big win for kentucky today i agree with you i'm going to go into it a little bit it is it was a big win they finally pulled the game out they struggled to pull it out a little bit in my opinion um but you know to me that was a game if they finish and play a little better down the stretch that's a game they easily win by 12 to 15 well, points let me let me let me rephrase this. Virginia had, had the same thing happen with Michigan, and they won one by two. So, I know I'm not I'm saying. Not, I'm listen, not saying I'm just saying Wheeler Wheeler missed two front end bonuses down the stretch, which um, that's four points right there, just off the top. Um, and then I'm going to get into a couple things, and I am happy that they want finally won a power five decent game. Okay. Um, because and, and we've been is, losing way too many of them. Way the too many. thing is Michigan and the big 10, they're going to beat some teams, but the talent. They will. But I'm going to get into a couple of things. One, we shot 10 of 20 from the free throw line, missed at least three or four front end bonuses where we could have had another free throw attempt on top of that. We did shoot 9 of 15 today from three-point land, which is what really saved our ass, just to be honest with you. Um, another thing that – there's two other things that I want to talk about with this team. So far, I in a half-court setting, I really don't think that this team has somebody that can create and hit an open shot on their own. And I think that's going to be a problem. I'm not sure that they have anybody on this squad that can do that. And then the second thing that I want to mention, this team struggles so mightily. Six feet and in and layups and hitting shots. I've never seen anything like it. They, they struggle to shoot 50% from six feet and in. And that's not a good sign. Um, it's not. I just and I'll be honest with you. You know, Uganda played today. He played really well. But I was, was very happy times, to see him on the floor. But there was a couple times where he just got abused by Hunter Dickinson because of. Well, you know, he how, did. How He's a freshman, but he needs to learn. He needs to learn and experience that. Well, and Hunter Dickinson has played a lot longer than. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of – He did. You got it. You got it. He, he got the best of him. Dick, Dickerson got the best of him a couple of times, two or three times today. Um, the, the player of the game to me is – Casey Wallace saved our, our, our high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he hit the biggest remember, shot of the day. Remember, we, he was up two with, what, a minute to go, and he hits a three, and you're back up. A minute and a half, a minute, points. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It, it changed the whole complexion of the game. 
And then we come down and miss a front end bonus and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, God, if these teeth. Explain much because we haven't been able to do that recently. Um, no, we ain't even been able to win one of these games. So I'm be, trying not to complain too much. Or but you could be like North Carolina and about to lose your third or fourth straight. I, I see it. I'm watching it on the ticker eight, myself. Eight 18 points to Virginia Tech. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Probably going to kick them out of the top 25 most likely. Uh, I would think four straight losses would get them out of the top 25, I would think. That's weird. If it doesn't, if it doesn't then I, I don't know what would, honestly. Four straight losses um, ought to get your butt kicked out of the top 25. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that's horrible to be the can number I, can one I bring team. Some, can I bring something up that happened today in the NFL? I, I just think it's funny. The Giants, okay. the Giants and the Commanders ended in a tie. <laughs> really? And neither one of them, you know, as a Cowboy fan, you hate both clubs. And they both ended in a 2020 tie. Well, I just can't. I'm, listen, the whole commanders thing, I just can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I just can't. They will always be the Redskins to me. I don't care how long that people want to make it up and act like there's something different. I, I just, the commanders, I mean, come on. I just, I can't do it. I just can't. That's what I'm going to say about it. I just can't do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to your point, them that game ending in a tie, I'm sure is going to help the Cowboys and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, a- I, I get it. And your Packers won today. Pr- pr- impressive. They, fought, they beat the Bears? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's the Bears. Come on. The Bears. the Bears. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's another game. St. John's and Iowa State's playing right now. Um, um, Iowa State was up 13 last I looked. Um, there ain't a lot of really big games today. Kentucky and Michigan was Well, Nebraska and Creighton is playing today. They're, they're 21-20 right now on the college basketball side. Would that be something if Creighton wants to get upset by Nebraska? Yeah, it's 21 to 20. Actually, Nebraska's ahead 21 20, but, you know, it's in the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's early in the game. So, but just to kind of look back a couple of days, Indiana got beat yesterday by Rutgers in basketball. Um, Indiana has coming off, was coming off of a win against North Carolina. Um, they're, they were ranked 10th in the country and, coming off of a win against North Carolina, which made them look really good. Of course, North Carolina may be about to lose their fourth game in a row, so maybe that win's not quite as great as what we thought. Um, So, you know, I just want to throw that out there. Um, And then yesterday, uh, the number one team in the country played S – played – I thought it was SMU, but it's not. It was St. Mary's. 
They played St. Mary's yesterday. Houston played St. Mary's, which St. Mary's is a team that slows you down. But this is back-to-back games. Houston won the game 53-48. to Okay? They won a game last week like 48-43 to or something. Um, this is two games that I've seen them where they've scored 53 and 48 points in a game. I mean, it just – I really thought that Houston is supposed to be a run-and-gun, slamming, five-jamma. You know, I mean, that's what they're supposed to play. I mean, that's just – that's what they've always done. Well, and to, to be fair, to, Kelvin Sampson has that hard-nosed defense grinding it out type game. And I, it's just no fun. That ain't no fun. It, it ain't even fun to watch. It's not. But I mean, honestly, wins, I hate to say but it. If it wins but, you basketball games, you'll accept it. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if you can sneak out wins 53 to 48, I guess, you know. <laughs> Woo, boy, that's a fun game. <laughs> hey, somebody, I don't know. Somebody posted on the Iowa Kentucky game. It was pretty funny. Somebody made a comment. It was on the Music City Bowl app or the Music City Bowl official site. It said, "How many punts will there be compared to points?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't expect Will Levis to play, so there's there's no telling what Kentucky's going to look like. And that's been fun. On the football side. It's been fun. All right. So so let's look ahead in the basketball world today for for a few days, Hammonds. Is there any games coming up that you want to talk about this week? I I ain't got my phone on me, but. Texas Texas and Illinois play each other on Tuesday night. That should be a pretty good game, I would think. Yeah, it should. Um, um, I got. I'm trying to look. I was looking through um, Iowa and Iowa and Duke play Tuesday night in the uh, basketball world. Tuesday night, you also got Yale playing Butler. Yale's eight and one. Yeah, um, Kentucky plays Yale Saturday afternoon. Um, that's not a bad basketball right. team. Um, you got, like you said, Illinois, Texas. You got um, St. Louis playing Iona. Um, that's Travis Ford going up against Rick Bettino, former right um, player, former coach. coach, and coach. Yeah. Um, you got the, the rivalry, Georgia, Georgia Tech Tuesday, um, and then on Wednesday, you have a lot of a lot of teams are going into their conference play early right now. They are. It's really weird. It's a it's a different setup. Um, UConn plays at Florida um, Wednesday night. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh plays at Vanderbilt. Um, I'm trying to see if there was anybody playing. Michigan State and Penn State play a conference game on Wednesday night, which is weird. Iowa State and Iowa play Thursday. Michigan plays Minnesota. And then Friday – um, I'm trying to ain't a lot of games on Friday. Saturday, there's quite a bit. Um, Arkansas plays at Oklahoma. 
Um, Louisville plays at Florida State, which, again, if you go to that game, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say I'm about it. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying it's a bad situation. Um, if you go to that game, have mercy on your soul. and Wear some blinders. Wear some blinders, exactly. <laughs> oh, shoot. And then you got LSU playing at Wake Forest. Um, you got Alabama playing at Houston Saturday at 3 o'clock. <laughs> um, Xavier in the Cincinnati. Um, the border rivalry. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to think who else plays Saturday. Um, Auburn plays at Memphis. Kansas goes to Missouri. The big border war. Um, you got, I'm trying to think, there's a couple of other games. Arizona goes to Indiana. Um, that should be a fun game to watch. Um, which Indiana lost last night to Rutgers. Rutgers. So, yeah, they did. Yeah. So, basically, you got a couple of teams going backwards recently. You know, Notre Dame, or not Notre Dame, but North Carolina especially. North Carolina's not having the year that everybody thought. You know, they was ranked number one. And then what? They've lost three or four straight. They're not even the same. They're not even – I mean, they didn't even look good the first couple of games they played against. No, they didn't. They they were behind in the first couple of games against some, you know, lower-tier teams. Yeah. Come back and won. So that's the wrap on the college basketball. For this well, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to some girls talk for a minute. So you know, the other day I told you that um, Caitlin Clark had been hurt, kind of come back, and that they had lost 81 to 74. Um, I just want y'all to know she scored 45 points in that game. Caitlin Clark did. Um, yeah. So and then they come back and won um, and beat Wisconsin. Caitlin Clark had 22 in that game. But the game that she scored 45 in, she was complaining because she said her team, she was having to pick it up more than she wants to. She doesn't like she's, – she's scored in the four, I think, eight times in her career. And I think she said she was like one in seven or something like that in those games because she's having to pick it up and carry her team because they're not playing well. And she doesn't like having to do that. So she likes being more of an all-around player and averaging 22, 25, getting six, seven, eight assists, you know, grabbing some rebounds and, and being an all-around player. Um, but anyway, I thought it is interesting. So they won today against Wisconsin, 102 to 71, her team did, and she had 22. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um, Indiana. One top five team today by it beat Illinois. Again, these are conference games going on on December the fourth. I'm not exactly sure when all of this started, but it seems still seems weird to me that conference games are going on. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that's happening. It seems like it's Big Ten teams, most of them. Yeah, they did it last year as well. 
It's just really weird to me that conference games are going on. So do they have a few more out-of-conference games like in January or February or something? they got two or three, yeah. Yeah, there's – yeah. I'm trying to mix it up. So I was reading today a quick question on Russell Wilson. Um, Denver lost the lead late to the Ravens. And you got to hear this quote that a fan posted. It's making the rounds on Twitter. And you just got to hear how 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 bad these fans want Russell Wilson out. And one of the the quotes it says fire Hackett, bench Russ, sue him for fraud. It said and then the rest of it goes ship him to Siberia. And then it says, in this nightmare, what a fraudulent player. And I'm no longer a Broncos fan. Is I there mean, anybody that – I mean, I don't mean to get back on the NFL, but that Broncos contract with Russell Wilson is absolute travesty. It's an absolute – they robbed – they robbed them blind. Well, I mean, you know, they made a swing for it. I'm not going to sit and tell you that, that you know, I think the fans of the Broncos ought to be happy that their team made a swing at a quarterback, even if it didn't – even if it doesn't work out. At least they're not sitting back in these teams – um, like Cleveland Browns that have had 27 quarterbacks in 27 years and, you know, and can't, and they're, you know, they can't make a decision and trade when they do get a player, they trade them off every time. Um, it's the dumbest thing I ever seen in my entire life. And at least the Broncos have a, have a um, organization that well, will make a swing for consider, Everybody jumps on Tim Couch. But if you watch those games when he was in Cleveland, he had no offensive line. And he had no receivers. Listen, I'm not getting on Tim Couch, but the Cleveland Browns have had, I don't know, a quarterback just about as many years as they've been back in existence. Just about. Yeah, because they're always the number one pick. (laughs) Exactly. We got and then comment. and then they trade them away two years later. We got a com- we got a comment. Sup, guys? Sounding good. Well, that's good. What up? And then, I don't. I'm not real sure. <laughs> hey, what this other stuff. Is yeah, not not worried yeah. about the other ones. I'm I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I ignored those. I don't, those. I don't yeah. know what the beautiful girl link is, but I have no that. idea. But they can't see that. Nobody else can't see that. So. Wow. So that's Robert Rhodes. Hey, Robert. Glad you're on with us. Uh, hopefully oh, John, you've been on for a little while. John Roberts was getting ready to mention that. I, I looked at it earlier and I was like, what is that? Like, what? Yeah, I'm not I sure. Saw, I saw it pop up. Didn't yeah. Really, uh... Must be everybody chasing after Brad. <laughs> yes. I, I have no idea what that is. So Chasing the beer. But like Brad. I said – if you guys, they can't see that. So, I don't think. Y- y'all can't. 
No, maybe no, they I'm can. Just, I'm don't just know. giving you. A, I'm just giving you a hard time because you mentioned the other day that they love your beard. So. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't oh. talking quite about that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, what were you talking about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shoot! No, Brad, All right, so I'm going to get back to Iowa girls ball for just a second. Hold on. on Wednesday night this week, they play Iowa State. Iowa and Iowa State play each other. And that is a huge rivalry. They both have really good girls basketball teams. And Mason, if he was on with us, he would tell you the same. Um, it should be. It's at Iowa, I believe. And it should be an absolute monster and a good game to watch if you're into girls basketball, so women's basketball. So we'll also I, just, I want to bring that up. We'll also be on the channel tonight. With um, remember, you was on a. We was going to uh, drop the handle for that. The the fresh channel. Yeah, yeah, I need to. Hang on, just a minute. I just figured we would um, prop them up because they're helping us. Actually, I don't have it ready and listed, so I can't do that. <laughs> but oh, no. oh, I was just yeah. telling the audience, you know. Yeah, we're going to be uh, featured on the the Real Fresh YouTube channel, uh, Twitter page as well. Um, this this episode is going to go up on his YouTube channel, and we appreciate him uh, allowing us. He's got a few other shows, a uh, pro football show. Uh, sports betting show, comedy show, a murder mystery show. He's got a few other shows that's going to be on his channel, and we're going to be the college sports uh, feature on his channel, so we appreciate that. Um, his, he goes by the handle Howie Fresh is his name, so uh, uh, I'll give him a shout-out here at the end. Um, another thing that I want to do, uh, give kind of a preview for, um, and this is with Hammonds. Hammonds, if you want to talk about this for a minute, um, I'll, I'll let you get kind of give a shout out here and our fans can kind of know what's coming up on Wednesday as a special. Oh, yeah. Um, former EKU head basketball coach, um, Dan McHale and Rick Bettino, play coach for under Kevin Wheeler. Um he will join us Wednesday at noon Central. I believe that's Central time, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's noon uh, Central. It's one. It's one Eastern time. Yeah, it's one Eastern time. I'm guessing my time. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be fun. We should have a good time with him and talking with him. Um, hopefully, we can get some stories out of him. You know, from. Yeah, he's coached day. with he's coached with Rick Patino and Kevin Willard. That's what that means down there. Um, he was assistant with them. Um, he also coached some at New Mexico um, as an assistant. So I don't think yeah. he coached under Richard Patino, but I think he was there before Richard got there. I'm sure he's been with Richard though at Louisville, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean he's probably been around him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he probably has. Um. But uh, it's it's a 
get John Hammonds to get line this one up. So we're going to do a special um, on Wednesday. So I kind of wanted to throw that out before we got off the air tonight. Um, and uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun bowl season, guys. There is a lot of good games. I'm looking forward to it. Of course, it's now December and college basketball is really going to ramp up over the next, you know, three or four weeks. <clears throat> and uh, it won't be long that, you know, they're trying to uh, get ready for March. So now, you know, I mean, January and February will be rolling around. You'll be in the middle of conference play. That's why I think the conference play right now is kind of weird. I mean, I don't, I don't get it, but <laughs> I'm kind of old school when it comes to things. Robert, you got anything you want to add before we wrap it up? Nope, just pumped to see some more good games. All right. <clears throat> Hammonds? Nope, I'm good. Last thing I'll mention is uh, you can go to this website, uh, Reaper Apparel Company, and use that link and use the C Sportscast 10 code for 10% discount. If you use that link that, I, that is on the screen, um, we, it'll help support us and help support College Sportscast. And they have some really cool um, <clears throat> hats, tees, hoodies, flannels, um, so go to their website, <clears throat> go to this website that I'm showing, um, and help us out. And we would appreciate that as well. And we will see you guys. We got our next show scheduled on Tuesday at 30. So we will see you guys then. And we'll do our hot topics, which will probably be a whole lot of transfer portal stuff. Yeah. Transfer portal and Heisman talk, right? Transfer portal, yeah, transfer yeah, portal and Heisman. Heisman talk. Yeah. Gotta gotta throw the Heisman in because the Heisman vote should be uh in sometime tonight. They'll, they'll everybody should have voted those that have votes. Right. Yeah, we probably should throw in some Heisman talk on Tuesday as well. Yeah. Uh transfer portal, maybe some coaching changes and hires, maybe some players opting out. Those are some things that might happen between now and Tuesday. All right, y'all have a good night, and we will see you on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.